It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Here comes the Canucks moving in. A quick shot there by Garland is a kind of an arm save, glove hand save by Blackwood. In front, Bovillier shoots, score! And now it's 10 0. Anthony Bovillier. His second goal of this third period, second of the season. And now the Sharks are in rarefied air in a negative light. Do you want to know the terrifying truth? Or do you want to see me sock a few dingers? Hey, hey, hey. who wants to have some fun? All right, good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Those are just uh, a few of the things that were flashing through my head last night as the San Jose Sharks were getting it, uh, well, handed to them by the Vancouver Canucks, and listen, there's a lot to get into out of this one, and I know that a lot of the reactions are going to be negative, but for me, sometimes you just got to ride it out, and honestly, throughout the game, I didn't actually hate the memes, I didn't hate people making fun, I didn't hate people talking about the history and all the things like that. The one thing I was a little bit bothered by was the situation where when Capo Kakinen gave up the sixth goal and then got hit in the head and the Sharks didn't respond to it right the way. Nico Sturm said after the game uh, that they didn't, he didn't see it, that anything had happened in real time and he seemed to feel bad about it after the fact. Um, that was the only thing out of last night's game where I was overly just kind of like, eh, that wasn't a good look. Not that losing 10-1 to 1 is a good look in any way, shape, or form, but listen, we all knew this was going to be a hard year getting into it. Um, and I think it's probably a little bit worse than a lot of us were expecting. Um, I know that I wasn't expecting it to be specifically this where we are right now, not losing 10 to one. And, um, you know, I would hope the sharks do have the opportunity to bounce back and have a much better showing against Pittsburgh on Saturday night and then Philadelphia on Tuesday and then the Oilers on Thursday. But sometimes you just got to take your lumps. And I wish there was an easier way to express that. Not that I love any aspect of what happened last night. Uh, but sometimes that's just the way it goes down. Um, the Sharks are not the first team to get beat up like this in a the game. They are not the last team to get beat up like this. And I think it just tells you where this roster is right now. I, you know, I know some people are out there on social media blaming Quinn. I don't agree with that. Um, I think Quinn is doing the best he can. I don't think any other coach could get specifically better results than what the Sharks are giving them right now. That doesn't mean we have to love it, though. I mean, I, if, if you want to know how good Doug Wilson was as a general manager, the fact that he kept that window open for as long as he did and the fact that he made Sharks fans so absolutely just unaccustomed to losing, that tells you how good he was. Now, 
The fact that he tried to hold on to it for so long is one of the reasons why this rebuild that the Sharks are going through right now is so difficult. So there's two sides of it, right? Like they made moves, they put themselves in situations to maximize that window and give themselves an opportunity for as long as possible. And all the credit in the world for doing that. But now you're seeing the other side of it. And I think tonight in the post game, uh, when David Quinn talked about a rebuild, that was actually, I, I think, the first time I had ever heard specifically someone with the Sharks organization call what's going on right now a rebuild. Because I think as much as there's been a desire to stay away from that term, uh, just because it's the Bay Area market, there's a lot of competition, you don't want to give that idea of things being in that rebuild mode truly. I think that when you lose 10 to 1, and when you saw the disparity between Vancouver and San Jose last night, Vancouver was just playing faster and better. I mean, I don't even know how many other ways I can really sum up exactly what we saw, but Vancouver being faster and better is the big one. Um, but I think you have to acknowledge what's going on, that the Sharks are in a rebuild, truly, and that's what you do in a rebuild. You lose, and you lose badly, and you lose often, and the hope is that in doing so, you give yourself high draft picks to get high-level talent, as many opportunities to get as much high-level talent as possible. Then you develop those players, and you see what it turns into. And right now, that's what the Sharks are going through. And no, it's not It's not easy to watch. I, you know, I always go back to you know, where the Sharks were a decade ago and where they'd been for the decade before that, pretty much. And it was contention. Year in, year out, you always wondered what the Sharks were going to do. You always wondered where they were going to finish up. Was this going to be the year? You took winning for granted. You took winning easy for granted, by the way. And now it's just not like that at all. And yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's pretty rough to watch at times. But, you know, watching the game last night and seeing the way it was going to go very early on, the Sharks get into penalty trouble. Uh, they gave up a lot of power play goals throughout the course of the game. Four to be exact. And yeah, I mean, you kind of just got to flush it and move on to the next game. And right now, where the Sharks are, they are getting... Um, hammered by the media. They're talking about how bad the Sharks are. They're talking about the historic territory they are. Uh, we saw our good friend Mark Purdy, who was on the program uh, the other day, talking about the retirement of Joe Thornton, said that, you know, the San Jose Sharks and their expansion season never lost like this at the Cow Palace. Now, they did have a 13-1 loss in Calgary, uh, but losing 10-1 at home was not part of where they were. And that's Again, that's the history of where the Sharks are right now. Again, the history of their worst start ever. Oh, nine and one now through 10 games. And, you know, Pittsburgh, they're not great by any means, but that's going to be another tough game for the Sharks. And I think that, you know, if you didn't appreciate just how good Logan Couture was, maybe you do a little bit more now. And, I, you know, I don't know that we know exactly when Logan's going to come back, but it's not soon enough. So I don't know. I mean, I, I try to always be very, very honest with you guys. I, I never lie about who signs my checks and who I work for. But at the same time, I always try to make it very, very obvious to all of you that I did grow up a Sharks fan. I was nine years old when this franchise started. And one of the reasons why when I got into media that I always wanted to give the Sharks a lot of coverage was because I cared about the Sharks and I knew there were a lot of people like me. And that, you know, invariably ended up for me having the opportunity to work for the San Jose Sharks as I do now and give them as much coverage as possible and bring it to you at home. I'm not saying this to make myself like I'm some sort of saint, some patron saint of Sharks coverage and sports talk, but no, like I get it. Like I understood what it was like when you'd want to be talking about what was going on and big things were going down and 
you know, there was nothing on the radio and I wanted to be part of that, bringing it to you. And at the same time, right now, you know, the Sharks are just not giving us a lot that we want to hear about. It's completely the opposite. It's like I've never had more ability to bring you guys more great Sharks coverage. Unfortunately, the results are just in no way, shape or form what we want to be talking about um, from this team. And that's just where they are right now. But uh, I do want to get into a little bit of this postgame sound. I also have an interview with Mario Ferraro uh, that I recorded before the Vancouver game that I think is worth a listen to as well. Because, you know, they talked about it in the postgame. David Quinn said the last couple of days of practice had been really good. I was there on Wednesday. They did have some good practice. They did have guys in a good mood. They did have really good what looked like quality practice going on. But right now, that's not translating onto the ice. So here is Nico Sturm. Put the team in a tough spot there. Obviously, um, yeah, uh, can't can happen. Um, and then, yeah, things went kind of downhill from there. Um, obviously, our, yeah, don't really know. Uh, except you know, I got to be better in that situation. It's a it's a completely unnecessary penalty that uh, I took there. Um, yeah, but there were so many things wrong beyond that. Obviously, it's uh, tough to tough to know where where to start. But you know, I I usually look at my own game, and obviously, that's you know, I want to be I want to be better than that. I, I mean, I don't take a ton of penalties, um, but I, it's one of those situations where when things are really really terrible like they are now then then, then the, you know that would never happen in, in any other situation i just try to get a jump on and jump around the first guy and hit him in the face a stupid penalty and then yeah all the other things in that game um yeah i'm not really sure where, where to start to be honest i think your main takeaway should be how literally confused nico sturm sounds talking about this because you know, they've never been through something like this. He's never been through something like this. Tomas Hurdle came out after the game and said it was the most embarrassing loss of his career as a San Jose Shark. And I mean, you hear words like this not spoken lightly. And right now, they're all searching for answers. I mean, I, I never question the effort. The effort's always there for these guys. But right now, they're all trying to figure out how it has gone so very, very wrong. More from Nico Sturm talking about how they recover from a loss like that. I've never been in a situation like this. Um, I don't think any of us have, to be honest with you. Um, I I only know that you know I'm going to show up to practice tomorrow and, and work hard. I think... Uh, there's not much. There's not much else he can do. I can tell you that nobody in this league feels sorry for us. Um, um, if we feel, feel sorry for ourselves, it's gonna continue uh, that way. Um, but yeah, we gotta find some self-confidence. That's the biggest thing. Somehow, um, uh, you can tell. You know, all the pucks that we're having on our sticks, they're gone right away. Um, we're not making we're not making any plays, um, and you can kind of just you could just kind of got that feeling uh, whenever the opposition has the puck, it's going to get dangerous, right? Um, it's sort of on the bench. It seems like it's magnified, um, but yeah, um, we'll put it behind us. Um, show up to work tomorrow. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is 
we're also worried right now about the situation, um, about you know the PK, the PP, the, the scoring. Um, I think there's so many things going on in your head that the easiest thing to do is probably to just focus on yourself and focus on what you're going to do at the rink tomorrow, um, is to have a hard practice um, and then and then go from there. I suppose the good thing is that this is about as low as it's going to get. Um, so I suppose that's the only positive in the situation. And there is the uncomfortable truth to that is that historically it really can't get much worse than what we saw from the San Jose Sharks last night. And I'm not saying that to be, you know, inflammatory or anything like that, but that's, you know, one of the worst losses in franchise history, worst home loss in franchise history. So for the most part, I don't think it's going to get much worse than what we saw last night. And hopefully this is the rock bottom point. Hopefully this is the point where the Sharks do get things turned around. And no, I do not expect them to rattle off 10 straight wins or anything like that. But you would like to think that there would be wins interspersed here throughout the season. More from Sturm being asked about the team after having had a couple of good days of practice. Really good, really good practices. I mean, we felt really, really strongly. Uh, I think especially that the practice on, uh, I think it was the the, fir the first one on, on Tuesday. Really, really competitive. Like uh, guys were battling hard. Uh, the mood was the mood was really good. Guys were competing. Um, I can tell you, it's not like it's not for lack of trying. You know, guys show up every day and and they put in the work. Um, so that's. Yeah, that's not it, but you can tell that we're, we're confidence-wise, we're uh, you know in the dumps right now. And they've got to get that pointed in the right direction. No question. You need to have a functioning team. You need to have a confident team. You need to have the idea that what you're trying to do out there is going to yield results. And I think that also points to some of the things that David Quinn has talked about recently on the road trip with the lack of trust that's being evidenced by the team out there on the ice. If these guys don't all trust each other to be in the right spot to be able to perform accordingly in the moment, you're going to have trouble doing so. And then we get to the bigger questions of what's going on, and that was, you know, does Nico Sturm think that David Quinn and the coaching staff's messages are still getting through? It's not about the coaches. I mean, you lose 10-1, like, what are the coaches? The coaches aren't out there and and, and playing. Um, it's... Uh, it's far too easy to play against us uh, right now, and it's just certainly not uh, certainly not the coaches the coaches fault. Um, it's it's up to us as players, um, and we're not anywhere near where we need to be right now. You can hear the wounded pride in those words from Nico Sturm too, and I cannot emphasize enough how uncomfortable the dressing room was doing these interviews after the game, and I, I've been. There after losses in the playoffs, I've been there after regular season losses, I've been there after elimination games, I've been in all sorts of locker rooms, clubhouses, dressing rooms, whatever you want to call it, across sports after painful losses. This was a pretty unique one, I have to admit. This was one where you could definitely feel um, the wounded pride that was emanating from Nico Sturm, as well as Tomas Hurdle, when he spoke after, and we don't have that audio for you, unfortunately, uh, but there was a lot. You could see that these guys were seemingly stunned and just trying to wrap their head about what had happened to them and the team out there on the ice. Uh, more from Nico Sturm. I got I to be honest with you. I just saw it. I 
did not see it uh, when I was uh, on the ice until I got back to the bench. But obviously, it's the second time that this has happened this season, right? Um, but I think I just saw it. I'm going to go ahead and say none of the guys on the ice realized that that actually happened. I, I can tell you, like, especially we addressed it when it happened in, uh, I think it was in Nashville, correct, yeah. with, with Blackie, that that's not going to happen again. So um, the guys on the ice had no idea that that happened. Otherwise, we're going to stand up for a goalie regardless of the score. Yeah. All right, we are going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to get into my interview with Mario Ferraro. That's coming up next on Morning Tide, presented by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Face off drop now, controlled by nobody. Inside the corner, Sharks trying to poke at it. Beauvillier in front, Cunnan takes it, goes to Zettelman, shoots, score! Fabian Zetterlin breaks the shutout string. No celebration whatsoever as it makes the score. The Canucks 10, the Sharks 1. San Jose scores their first goal with 3.48 remaining in the third, and it's Fabian Zetterlin. It's deflated us, and, you know, we never recovered. And just really, uh, really disappointing. You know, we took a big step back tonight, and it's early in the season still, obviously. You know, it's embarrassing to have the record we have. It certainly is embarrassing to have the performance we have tonight. And, you know, we're going to find an awful lot about individuals here moving forward over the next next few days. That was Fabian Zetterlin's goal. And then Sharks head coach David Quinn bringing us in after last night's loss to Vancouver. As promised, I did talk to Mario Ferraro on Wednesday. This is the interview. All right, we've got Mario Ferraro of the San Jose Sharks joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network. Mario, pressing question, what did you go as for Halloween? What did you do for Halloween? Uh, so for Halloween, I was Stu from The Hangover. I don't nice. know if you've yes. seen that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a few movies, but in the first one, he loses a tooth, so that was fitting for me. And then in the second one, in the second Hangover, he gets the the, the Mike Tyson tattoo yeah. on his face. So I I got the tattoo on like I'm pretty subtle. But then uh, my girlfriend was Alan. Oh, nice. So Alan's like a funny character. Yeah. She had the satchel and and his outfit. Are there um, pictures on? Facebook I saw Tommy's he's got he had his up there they're doing the whole Avengers stuff we didn't really get many photos no I have a few lingering around my phone uh or (laughs) it's uh, at least my girlfriend has a couple so maybe it'll make it to Instagram I I don't know I I haven't uh I wasn't taking many many photos just kind of enjoying enjoying the moment (laughs) now here's the deal I know that you obviously take your diet and nutrition very seriously did you allow yourself some candy or you just like nah I can't (laughs) uh I definitely have had some some okay. candy, yeah, yeah. a little bit of cake and stuff like that. So, <laughs> nice, yeah, nice, good deal. Um, <laughs> how was it on the road trip for the first time with this group of guys? Obviously, you had quick preseason trips, but you got out there for an extended period of time with a lot of new players. I know that's really a time when you guys can bond. Was it nice to have that time with all these new guys that are part of the team? 
Yeah, it was good. I think it was good for us as a group. Um, it was definitely a challenging road trip, one of those long ones, uh, as, as like the first one. So um, it, it was one that, you know, having the first one in, in a while, it's been, yeah. what, five months since, since we last been on, a, been on a road trip like that. It was a challenge, but it was good for us. Yeah, we had a lot of team bonding stuff going on, and um, obviously the outcome wasn't what we wanted in terms of, you know, um, <clears throat> our success in those games. But, um, you know, it was just – it was it was it was a good test for us early on in the season and a good challenge and um you know we know we got a lot of work to do though building from it so hopefully the next road trip goes a little better um but uh yeah being being with a whole bunch of new guys it was good so and you've known me for a few years now so you can call me you can be like ted that's bs my take though is that the schedule was not kind to you guys in terms of you going up against the defending champs the champs from a year ago Boston right off the bat, a team that had the best regular season ever. And you guys just went on the East Coast and played a bunch of really, really good teams. And I'm saying that's tough for anybody. But are you saying, Ted, that's BS? You play the games that are on the schedule. <laughs> um, it definitely was tough. Uh, so I agree with you there. It was definitely a tough schedule. But at the end of the day, there is there is no excuse. Um, it's we're going to have to play these teams eventually, you know? Right. So, uh, it, it is, it's, it's tough being that, you know, we're a pretty new team and, um, we're still trying to get used to each other and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, uh, you know, you gotta be ready for anything. Uh, any team can compete in this league and, um, you never know, maybe a, a different team is going to be at the top of that list this year. So, yeah. um, it's, uh, I, I I agree. It was it was it was tough start, but um, at the end of the day, you know we're gonna have to play them eventually. So we gotta gotta do well against them. Obviously, practice early part of the season like this is big for you guys, especially as you're still getting to know each other as teammates. Do you feel like you've gotten some good work in the last couple of days? I think so. Yeah, I think uh, yesterday was a good day for us to get back to you know having some fun out there uh, in a competitive mm -hmm. way. Um, so we we competed hard with each other, um, little mini games and stuff like that, and um, found the fun in that uh and that's important um and i think today was it was a little bit more structure uh mm -hmm. just getting back to you know sharpening things up and systems and stuff like that so um they're a good couple days of practice uh but now we got to translate to the game you know you can you can have a good week and, and say what you want but now it's about all about tomorrow and our minds got to be on being ready for for a 730 puck drop uh uh, you know, Vancouver's having a good start to the year, so we got to mm -hmm. be ready for them. What's it going to take? I mean, how do you guys continue to take those strides forward? Is there certain things that you're focusing on, or is it just raise the level everywhere? Uh, I think that um, there's a few, there's a couple things that we're focusing on. Um, uh, just our, you know, consistency in, in, in our compete and our skating. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to, you know, coaches making an emphasis on, on doing more of that. So, uh, those are the you know a couple main things um but at the end of the day you know it's we got to challenge each other to to raise the bar everywhere uh we can have good games um we want to get better from the from our last game so mm -hmm. it's continuing to be on the rise and um yeah that's just the mindset right now yeah is i'm just curious is it hard not to have logan there with you guys right now not just from the sense of him being who he is as a player but just being who he is as a person during those games because i know that you know he's the captain for a reason just as you've made yourself part of the leadership core of this team as a reason like his personality i have to imagine has a big impact just maybe not the same as his play but it's still a factor mm -hmm. yeah it's it's tough um it's not easy he's he's our, he's, he's captain for a reason and he's 
you know, one of our best players, yeah. uh, if not our best player. So, uh, you know, having him out is not easy on the ice, but also that means that, you know, we, we didn't have him on the road trip and stuff like that. And it's, it's hard not seeing him and, and having him around. And, um, you know, he brings – he brings a lot of that that character, that hardworking, like that that you know that blue collar style, yeah. right? Like he's just he's he's the you know the standard for for what a captain should do out there on the ice and and uh, whether it's games, practices, preparation off the ice, and um, you know, but it's it's up to us to to kind of all pitch in and and you know pick up each other yeah. while he's gone, uh, but. Yeah, like I said, it's it's tough because when you you know when somebody's dealing with an injury, they're kind of on their own trying to trying to you know heal up and get better. Yeah. So we don't see them as much, and um, I, I can't imagine that's easy for him either. Uh, well, you've been I, through it. I mean, you had you had the the mouth stuff, obviously. Yeah. The first one, you had a quick turnaround. You were back yeah. like within like a couple of games, uh, but you had the leg injury, mm-hmm. and I mean that yeah. you were able to get back by the end of that year. But I mean that's just like time like even though when the doctors and trainers tell you time that doesn't mean that you want to hear that I mean mm-hmm. you want to get back out there yeah it's it's you want to be out there you want to be competing um win or lose you know you want to do it with your teammates and um that's the hardest part I mean that's what I experience anyways from 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 being out yeah um you know you want to be there and, and be winning with the boys and when the when the boys aren't winning you know and they're losing you know you want to feel that you're giving it your all and and yeah. and um and we know that even when when somebody is injured they are they are giving it their all you know it's just out of their control right they're injured they can't be out there so um that's how i felt you know it's like you you want to be out there you want to be out there but <laughs> yeah you can't so you got to find <laughs> you got to battle it within you and, and just continue to try and get healthy and um, the boys will be there when you're healthy and they'll be ready for you to kind of get back in the lineup. I was asking uh, Banker about this and Tommy, uh, you know, I said, hey, when you guys were injured, do you ever argue with the trainers or the doctors a little bit? And they both kind of said, maybe. Did you have that experience? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you're trying to get a different answer uh, yeah. <laughs> from di- different from the one that you've heard. And uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, but they're the doctors at the end of the day. Yeah. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> It's hard, though. I mean, like just being sidelined, just not yeah. being able to go out and do it. Because like you said, even if you're not out there for the wins or the losses, you still want to be part of it. I mean, yeah. you guys play a team sport for a reason. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Uh, it's, 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 it's tough. It's tough to deal with those injuries. I, I've been fortunate. Um, uh, it can always be worse. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. No injuries. Um, there's like I know a dude who had to you know stop his career prematurely because he had a heart issue. Mm-hmm. So like you start thinking about stuff yeah. like that, then you're like a leg or you know yeah. getting hit in the mouth. I'm sure he didn't feel good at the yeah, time, yeah. but you're like, I'll take it as opposed to the alternative. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, like the other part of this is like I do feel, and again, call me on BS. Sometimes there's a good. To losing where if everybody goes through it together that leads the team from a point to which they can all build like if they all go through it together they can all move on from it together does that jive with you yeah you know you you win and lose as a team um i, th- I think that you know i to a certain point you do have to learn though mm-hmm. like you have to like we could say that we're going to learn from whatever from a loss or we're going to learn from these struggles but at some point you got to learn right you got to take that step forward and um it's important that yeah you do it together it's not going to can't be one guy it can be three guys nine guys 20 guys it can be all 23 man roster yeah. so uh everybody's got to you know pitch in and do that so 
um, yeah, you ride or die with, with, with the boys, with nice. the team, right? Yeah. So, You ready to get back out there at SAP Center, man? I mean, I know the, the road's fun. You get out there, you can go to do some restaurants, some golfing, yeah. some fun, but now you get back on your home I'm ice. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to get back in front of the Sharks, man. We own a win here, so we got to, you know, we got to take it to Vancouver tomorrow and, and get that first dub of the season. So, um, yeah, I'm ready to go. Mario, always a pleasure, man. I'll be bugging you again soon, all right? Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Again, that was Mario Ferraro joining us on the Sharks Audio Network. And uh, yeah, I think you can hear it from him. Now, that was Wednesday. That was before the 10-1 loss to Vancouver. But I think you hear that there's a lot of frustration with the losing. Uh, but there's also a lot of resolve in this group to try and get things pointed in the right direction. And one of the things that David Quinn said over and over after the loss last night was that the wins were going to come. And I don't think that he's just saying that for effect because trying to convince a crowd of people that the wins are coming when you're just losing a game 10 to one, you know, you don't say that unless you believe it, right? Because there's a lot of evidence to the contrary at that point that the wins are not going to come. But David Quinn, you know, he went out there and said it over and over that the Sharks were going to find a way out of where they currently are. And I'm inclined to believe that, you know, they are going to get some wins. They might not be very often, but the Sharks are going to get wins. It's just a matter of how quickly they can do so. And again, I am hoping that they will have a big bounce back on Saturday night against Pittsburgh after a loss as painful as we saw on Wednesday night. And hopefully, like we saw a couple years ago against Nashville, that was a bad loss. And then last year, I want to say there was a bad one against Washington as well as a close to as bad as that one against uh, Edmonton. Uh, but, you know, I think that that sometimes can be the the quote-unquote rock bottom, the smack in the face that a team needs uh, to get pointed in the right direction. So, again, as Nico Sturm said, that's probably the low point, and I would tend to agree because you really you can't do much worse than the Sharks were in that 10-1 loss last night. But that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide presented by Coors Light. Uh, be sure to be back with us on Saturday, 6.30 live pregame, 7 o'clock go time against the Pens. And we will have uh, the build-up, teal report, and morning skate all afternoon long on the Sharks Audio Network as we get you ready for game time. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.